We have so much stuff. One, you can't see it because it's crammed in there. So you forget about it. And then when you start taking out, you're like, oh, but I love that piece. If you're just left with items that you really love and a handful of necessities, um, I think that's when the magic happens. You're listening to The Lowdown, a podcast recorded at Sigma Kappa National Headquarters by Alex Green and Sarah Goodwin. We'll focus on topics like health, wellness, fraternity and sorority community, higher education, and life skills that women need in all stages of their lives. We'll also feature stories from inspiring, empowering, and ambitious Sigma Kappas. Tune in every other week for a new episode to help drive your personal growth forward. Welcome back to the Lowdown Podcast. Today we have Nicole Bush, the owner of Nicole Blair Wear, and she is a personal brand and style expert and a certified personal stylist. And she loves all things leopard print. And she's actually wearing leopard print boots right now. I just have to point that they out. They're so They're cute. so great. Yeah. I mean. I feel like I had to good. show up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You got to stay on brand. Personal yeah. brand. Right. <laughs> she's worked with clients on the West Coast, the East Coast, and now is in the Crossroads of America, also known as Indiana. So welcome. We're so excited to have you yes, on today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I love Indiana. Like I am too. I'm yeah. an East Coast girl. <laughs> Me too. And I loved living on the West Coast, but there is nothing better than Midwest people. <laughs> and we'll talk about closet sizes later, but I feel like yeah. the closet size has to have something to do with that, right? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> drastically yeah. different. Oh, I, I definitely did not love my West Coast closet. <laughs> just putting it out there. <laughs> well, we're just going to jump right into it because we have a lot we want to talk about. So to start, Nicole, can you tell us a little bit about what you do and how you studied under Stacy London, which we just found out about before you got here? Yeah, so yeah cool. I don't really lead with that. I probably should. Uh, yeah. I don't think my PR person likes it. I'm a big fan of what yeah. not to wear. Me and my mom yes. both used to watch that when I was growing up. Seriously, Stacy is an icon. Like, mm-hmm. I am so blessed that I was able to study under her, um, and it was truly a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, and I think it's opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, but to answer the first part of that question, <laughs> so I do a little bit of everything. You know, when I first started in this industry, I was actually a trainer and I realized that my clients were losing weight and I realized that they just needed a little bit more. You know, I was noticing you're losing weight, but you just keep showing up the same. And so I dabbled in it at that point before I went to school and got certified. Um, and I do everything from closet cleanouts, um, outfit coordination, which is really a big part of my business. Mm-hmm. And then obviously personal branding. I think it's so important, especially nowadays when I think we have bloggers and I think there's a place for that. But I think a lot of people tend to be a carbon copy. So I'm really mm-hmm. all about being authentic and being a limited edition. And you're a limited edition. So, yeah. I love that. Thank you. you. So how did you really get into this business other than going from being a personal trainer, which I had no idea. I mean, <laughs> it makes sense now. It really does. But... Did you just quit that and then go into styling? No, actually. So my husband's job has taken us all over. I've moved 13 times. And so talk about always like rebranding yourself. Uh And I didn't realize that, you know, 20 years ago when we started moving around, I had no idea that I was part of this rebranding. But I really, I love helping people and I love helping women. And when I was training my clients, I realized that, there was this huge 
change in them and this transformation, and yet they kept seeing themselves as, like, an older version, like, who they used to be. And I kept seeing them as, like, this new and improved version Mm -hmm. and, like, let's – I wanted to just capture that moment. And so every time my husband and I moved, I had to like keep kind of recreating myself. And so I kept my certification as a trainer for the longest time. And then when I moved to California, I wound up going to school. I was certified. And then I went and studied under Stacey London and I worked under her. And I realized like I wanted to join those two together. I really wanted fitness and fashion to come together And I wanted to help women feel good about themselves because I think most of us carry baggage. We Mm -hmm. see ourselves completely different than how the world sees us. And and I wanted to change that. So I just basically start – I didn't – I never planned on having my own business. I didn't consider myself an entrepreneur. I want to say I fell into this, but I don't think I did. I really think this is my purpose. Oh, I completely yeah. agree. You're so good at it. Thank mm-hmm. you. I love it. How'd you get the opportunity to study under Stacy? Yeah, we need a little yeah. bit more detail. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you guys, all right, I studied under this woman, Teresa, and I I have a learning disability, which I normally don't talk about, but, you know, it's a podcast. Like, just throw yourself out there. <laughs> um, so I am dyslexic, and I'm ADD, and or I have ADD, and so when I was going to school to be a certified personal stylist, I was really struggling. I knew I'm a hands-on learner. Teach, you know, if you teach me something, I will never forget it. And so I wound up calling my teacher and I said, I'm really struggling with this. I know this is what I'm meant to do. And so I wound up studying under Teresa. And in the meantime, she said, I'm going to put you in this like buddy system. There's a girl who's taking an online course and she's out in Seattle. You guys should connect. So we wound up connecting, talking on the phone. Turns out she calls me and says, hey, there's this, you know, Stacy London is doing this weekend course. We should go. And I thought, all right, I'll go, which was the weirdest thing because this person, Rochelle, who's a really good friend of mine, I had known her for about two years, talking all the time, going through our schooling, became really great friends, had never met in person. Oh my it was gosh. the craziest thing. So we wind up going to New York, have a blast. And when I went there, I thought I was just going for a weekend course to, like, hello, it's mm-hmm. Stacy London. Yeah. Like, that alone, I'm like, pack your bags, we're going to New York. <laughs> and as I was there, I, I realized sitting in that room, I was like, this is such a huge opportunity. And they're pulling people from that. They, it wound up being, they were shooting a pilot at the time, so there were all these, like, huge microphones and cameras on you and you know you're signing NDAs and you're like I just wanted to come and like see her in person like pet her (laughs) I want to know about you and so at the time I didn't think anything of it and my competitive nature kicked in once we were there and I realized they're pulling people from this they're looking at these stylists and seeing who's going to make the cut and I realized like I want that Mm -hmm. And so it was really cool. I wound up getting best dressed, just FYI. Oh. <laughs> a few times I was there. Uh, there's actually a great picture. I should send it to you for, yeah, like, the notes. There's a great picture of Stacy and I, and she's like, oh, my gosh, what designer is this jacket? And she's, like, literally looking at my label, and I'm thinking, this is I'm what dying. heaven must feel right? like. I literally called my husband. Stacey London like, wants to know what I am wearing. I know, because normally you're like, okay, let me take notes. She had yes. this with this. So um, I wound up out of the 79 stylists, it was myself and another girl that was chosen to be like a stylist, and then they had like apprentice levels, and um, so it was just an amazing opportunity, and 
when Stacy says, like, you, you know, I've noticed you all weekend and, you know, you were standout, you're like, okay. It's like Oprah speaking oh, to yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> but on another level, because it's Stacy Lawson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. Well, let's go into what you do now that we have gotten over the Stacey London hump, I guess. We had to get there. Uh, <laughs> what does it mean to shop your closet? Because I love Yeah, love and I think that's something that is very specific to you or something mm-hmm. that you'd really market that I don't think a lot of other stylists do quite as much. Well, thank you, girl. <laughs> Hi, for noticing. Off yeah, let me, you guys, I'm patting my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm brushing it. Um, I believe that most people have way more clothes than they need to and I feel that how you may see your closet is completely different than how I do it's kind of what is that saying like one man's junk is another person's treasure Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and I I feel that way with clothes and so for me when people call me and they say they want to go personal shopping like I could tell you I probably have five percent of my business is personal shopping Because I don't think most people need it. I think you have amazing pieces in your closet that you have purchased because either you loved or, sadly, you were talked into and it doesn't work for you. (laughs) But um, I believe in reworking what you have and then assessing your goals, dressing to meet those goals. And over time, you could replace it. It's kind of like... If you move into a new house, you're not going to buy all new furniture. You're like, right. let me repurpose this. And as I develop, you know, my style, I'm going to slowly yes. change it. So I believe women should do that. And men should do that in their closet. I love that. Yeah. It really would help my budget, too, because then I wouldn't have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe when I feel like I have nothing to wear. So. See? And here's the interesting thing. Most people, when I refer something like, hey, you need to buy a few things, I call those connector pieces. So say you have, like, a killer blazer and a great pair of pants or slacks or jeans. Like, sometimes you're just missing that piece underneath that Mm -hmm. connects your entire closet. So I have a closet that I was just in two days ago. I was there for nine hours, and I edited, I purged, and it wasn't just her closet. Because, like, most people, it's like, oh, and wait, there's something else over here. Oh, wait. (laughs) You know, they're, like, pulling out stuff from the basement, and you're... But what was interesting is I left and I said, you need three items. Mm -hmm. You need a killer pair of black pumps that you don't have and you're missing. You need a navy blazer. And then she just needed a pair of dress slacks that she could, like, dress up or dress down. I was like, that is it. Yeah. You don't need new stuff. Like, how many clothes are in your closet that you don't even wear? Oh, way too many. I... I was gonna ask you about this later, but I keep wanting to Marie Kondo all of my like clothes oh, and girl. things too. I'm gonna pull up a little bit closer to the mic. On this one. I feel like do we need to even explain who Marie Kondo is? I mean, it's a Netflix series. Yeah, She's series. a woman who, yeah. you, if something sparks joy, you keep it. If it doesn't, then you want to get rid of it. So you want to thank it and then oh, get rid of it. You thank the you space. Thank the item. Yeah. Yes. And then. All right, I'm going to touch on that, ladies, because I'm all about something bringing you joy, but a white T-shirt does not bring anyone joy, yet people need it in their closet. (laughs) So I love the whole, like, art of tidying up, and I I think it's great for hoarders, honestly. (laughs) Like, (laughs) let's be honest, they need that. Um, And right now it's currently good for my business, so everyone keep tidying (laughs) up. (laughs) But I think that there's a space for that. No pun intended. Um, (laughs) I really do. I think that it's wonderful to tidy up and make sure that you are surrounded by things that you love. But, you know, I don't think that, like, 
a business suit is something that sparks joy in you. Yeah. But guess what? You probably need mm-hmm. it for an interview. Mm-hmm. You know? It's funny that you mentioned the white, the white t-shirt sparking joy because my aunt is notorious. Like, her style is a white t-shirt and jeans. And so she has that is her brand. literally a million <laughs> because she always cooks in it, too, and so then gets stains. And so... I, I think it's the opposite of Sparking Joy because she constantly has to buy these t-shirts, but it's her brand, so she's yeah. stocked full of them always. So Yeah, and it's like, you know, the person who lives in New York and has a super tiny closet, mm-hmm. you know, red sole bottoms, you know, Louboutins may spark joy, but guess what? You can't walk five city blocks in those. Right. Like, Gosh. you need weather shoes, yeah. you know? Like, so I, I think that there's a place for it, mm-hmm. certainly. But I also think that lifestyle has to come into play. Yeah. And being realistic. So what's your process for when you have a client purge? Oh, bring it, baby. <laughs> um, so first of all, no two edits are the same or purges. No, I don't think I've ever had the same edit experience in 10 years, ever. Because... One, you're an individual and what your needs are and your needs are completely different. Um, But to give like a rundown, I normally go through and right away I pull everything out of the closet. I'm not one who's like, let's keep this in. Do you like this or no? No, everything out. Um, And then as we go through, be realistic. Like what are you currently wearing? And I always go back to what are your goals? Because what your lifestyle is and what your goals are may be two completely things different things. Um, So assessing that process and then making sure as we bring it back in, um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see I put a lot of my hangers backwards. Oh, Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're probably wondering, what does that mean? Um, Or why am I doing it? Some people think I'm just off or I flip my (laughs) picture. I'm like, no, no, there's a, there's a method to this. So what happens is if you're wearing a gray sweater, Sarah, mm-hmm. so if we take that sweater and I put it on a hanger and I hang it backwards so that it's actually facing you, right? when you go to wear that, you're naturally going to take that on and off and then you're going to hang it back up and you're going to put it in the proper way. Mm-hmm. So with the end of three months, six months, nine months, or even a year, you can fully assess yourself right. in a realistic oh, way. Yeah, I've heard of this. Of what am I wearing and what am I not wearing? Mm-hmm. And some of the things that that you should, I'm telling you, it is a game changer. Yeah, Um, Yeah, because I I mean, unfortunately, it'll take like, what, three, six months to really know what mm -hmm. you're going to wear. But I think that's a great, great idea because Mm -hmm. I do have so much stuff in my closet. I'm like, when did I wear this last? Well, will I want to wear it? Mm -hmm. I keep it. I hate that I can't get rid of stuff like that. Well, and honestly, that's one, I do it for accountability. And two, it's also a great way to have a true assessment of where you're at, but then also emotionally detach. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, like, the whole, like, Marie Kondo comes into, because it is, it's an attachment. And so there there is that. I think every single woman is, it's either, I've paid a lot of money for this, I don't want to get rid of it, Mm -hmm. or... The, oh my goodness, what if I get rid of it and then I need it next week? Yes. Because right. we've all done that. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've all gotten rid yeah. of something. You're like, gosh, I haven't worn that in five years, but now I need it, <laughs> right? Um, and then there's the what if. What if I need it for this? What if I... Mm-hmm. So you hang on to it. And if you're like me, I've moved so many times. I'm like, I've moved that piece seven times. Like, is it even worth yeah. it right. at this point? <laughs> I have not worn it. So um, I think it's a great way to do it. And I encourage all of my clients to do it, even do it before I get there. Mm -hmm. But in six months, 
you could look at it and say, I have not worn this. Or yeah. in a year, mm-hmm. truly assess where you're at and say, all right, I spent money on this, but I'm not wearing it. And I, I view that as obstacles in our way. Yeah. Like, it's... I always say it's so much more than clothes. It's not really about the clothes. Yeah. It's what the clothes, what it's attached to. It's the pathway for what you want in your life. And to me, clutter is just unresolved issues. Well, it's how you feel in your clothes, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to put something on if it doesn't make me feel good. And so that's probably mm-hmm. why you end up wearing the same things every week because you just feel good in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with, like, two ways to not feeling good. If it's uncomfortable, but also I feel like you don't like how you look in it. Because comfort's a big thing for me, too. I mean. I think it should be the, I think that's the number one thing for everyone. Yeah. Like, if you're not comfortable, I mean, we've all been to those events where you see, like, a woman and she's dressed, like, so beautiful. Or she has, like, the strapless gown yeah. on. You're like, she's gorgeous in it. And then she's, like, readjusting right. every five minutes. I'm like, yeah. you just killed that. Right. Like, you yeah. killed the vibe. Right. And you're clearly not comfortable. So you look great. You know, looking good and feeling good mm-hmm. are two different things. Mm-hmm. I believe they should go hand in hand. But I don't want to see anyone fidgeting. Right. No, I've already decided when I get married I'm not going to wear a strapless gown. Because I don't want to do that. I did, except mine was an A-line. And so it actually rested on my mm-hmm. hips. I touch it it was okay that's a good really to know. Great. a lot of tools i mean though. this is still a ways away but i've already thought about that <laughs> well i will tell you my dress was a two-piece it, you couldn't tell it was a two- i say that and people think automatically i wore crop top yeah. <laughs> i did not i mean right? that's the trend now so yeah. <laughs> that was never my trend um, but for me i don't have most of my weight is in my upper body and so i'm pretty lean in my hips and so these dresses that i was trying on were gorgeous but all i could think was like they're hurting me already. What are they going to be like? Oh, yeah. So I had a skirt and then a corset top that went over it. So it looked like a gown, mm-hmm. but it was just two separate pieces. So call me when you're ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do styling for brides. Okay, Don't great. Worry. I'll have you on speed dial when that happens. Still a couple years away, okay, but... That's all right. I'm sure I'll still be doing this. So if you were going to come into my closet, how would we go about purging and really making the most out of what I have? Or what I love about my closet? Um, so that is a great question. Depending on, like, what client's book. I nor- So let's just say, like, money's not an object and time is not an object. We would go through. I normally do a full assessment on my clients. So before we even meet, I send you, like, a 10-page questionnaire. <laughs> it is, it's like trying to, like, get into college. You're, like, writing an essay. <clears throat> but for me, um, I think I have to get to know you as a person. And sometimes... What you're telling me and what you're saying and what I'm seeing on paper are two different things. So when clients come to me, sometimes it's just a refresher. Sometimes it's, you know, I want to feel good about myself. Nine times out of ten, there's a transition happening in their life. So let's just say we go to your house, I go through your closet. It could be that you're in a great position with your career and your husband. and um, But maybe it's something that you're like, hey, I'm feeling stuck. Yeah. Like. I'm not who I used to be. I have kids now, and I'm putting on these clothes, but they're not resonating with me, but I already own them, Mm -hmm. and I used to love them, so why don't I love them now? There's a lot of therapy that happens in closets. (laughs) I I think I'm going to change my title to, like, closet, like, PhD. I need need something. I have my master's in this. But, um, so during that time frame, what we would do is really set out and say, okay, what categories do you live in, right? So you're a mom, you're a wife, you're, you know, 
aspiring in your career, whatever it is. And then we will categorize your closet based on that and then also put outfits together that checks those boxes. So for instance, if I have someone who does a speaking engagement, well, what she wears on stage and what she wears at home, like coaching her clients, I'm like, girl, put on your sweats at home. Nobody's seen you. (laughs) You're on the phone. Like, who cares? Like, I, you should see me. Like, it's scary what I look like when I'm not out in public. Um, so I think part of that process is understanding, and then you and I get to really know each other. So I do a full assessment on you. I do style personalities, which means you have boxes that you check. So maybe you're classic. Maybe you're someone who likes to be a little unexpected or push the limits or a little edgy. And we'll say in those, like, maybe your comfort. So your outfit may be comfort, classic, and edgy. So then you have a checklist, like you would if you worked at a, you know, a place and you have, like, these are my things to do and I have to check it off. Um, Or you go to the grocery store. These are the things. So the same rules apply. It's just I do that in clothes and in closets. Mm -hmm. So you can then say, am I comfortable? Is there a classic element? So I'm going to, all right, listeners, you don't know what's happening right now, but I'm about to assess her. (laughs) Great. Okay, so I'm going to paint the picture. So she had, it's a little dark in here, but it looks like she's got a burgundy-like blazer on. But We it might is... have to take a photo and post this in the show. Oh, yes, for sure. Today. Yeah. Um, but it's soft, it so that tells soft. me that she loves to be comfortable, but there's also a sense of approachability about her. She's wearing a striped shirt, which is so classic. Think J. Crew, a pair of jeans, and yet she has these booties that are, and her jeans are black, but yes. her booties are like tan. So right now, so far, what I see in her is that she's classic and comfortable, and yet there's something unexpected because she didn't go with black booties. So she's trying to push outside of the lines. This is one of my favorite outfits. Like, it's just really comfortable. These pants are, like, they don't have a zipper. They're just elastic. So. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had four kids, so I feel like elasticity is right. my main goal in life. <laughs> and then her hair is wavy, so that tells me that her hair and her makeup, like, she tends to be more on the natural side, but then also, like, there's a sense of approachability and girliness. So, did I kind of? Yeah. No, that's me. <laughs> that <laughs> is Alex. You. Yeah, that is. That was great. Yay. Yeah, it's really cool. People don't realize that um, what you wear says a lot about you. So, I'm wearing a distressed black t-shirt and distressed black jeans, which is funny because I actually don't like black, but I'm going to <laughs> clean out a closet after this. I have on... Um, Leopard booties and a giant fur multicolored An incredible fur jacket. We'll have to take a picture of that. Oh, yeah. Thank you and that, too. So my outfit basically says comfortable, um, comfortable but over the top. And and also unexpected. And I think if you get to know me, that's, you know, that's Mm -hmm. who I am. And so... Nine times out of ten, people know who they are. I just explain the why, and then I give them the opportunity and the um, and the space to be really comfortable in who they are mm-hmm. and to just say, like, you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're good, right? Most of us just want validation and to know, like, we're doing a good job. Like, kids, right? Like, yeah. you go to the bathroom, good job. Yeah. You're like, all right, nobody's going to tell you yeah. that when you're, like, 20. <laughs> no. That's, you know? Yeah. But we're all looking for that. Mm-hmm. And so clothes, it's no different. I think it's just we don't talk about it as much because I I think people assume they should be good at it. Yes. And so they're afraid to ask for help. And it's yeah. like, why? I can't do an Excel spreadsheet. Like, <laughs> Me either. I consider myself pretty Fairly. smart. Yeah. But, like, it's just not happening. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just, 
I shouldn't feel bad about it. I would hire someone. So I think giving people the opportunity to like say it's okay that you don't know this and like help me like get to know you so then I can help deliver a really great package and then teach you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's something I don't believe as a stylist that's have me on speed dial. I mean, I love that. Yeah. But part of that, part of what I love about my job is teaching women and men how to do this. It's how amazing. How many of your clients are men? Um, not a lot. So I love working with women. Men are way easier. I'm <laughs> not going to lie. Here's the thing. Women want to know why. Men are like, just do it. <laughs> it's So... I have a client I'm meeting with next week, and it's a husband's, uh, it's a wife, it's her husband. And it's really interesting because he wouldn't have hired me, but I was in her wardrobe, and I just did a quick power hour session with her. She's like, this is amazing. I need you to come back. But she's like, my husband is really struggling. And so it's interesting. He doesn't care to know anything. He's like, just put outfits together for me. So men and women are completely Mm -hmm. different. I feel so, like my husband would be the exact same way. Mm-hmm. But, he, I mean, he likes he has his own personal style. Uh, he likes to do, like, the um, the joggers, mm-hmm. like, with a T-shirt and then, like, a flannel, like, unbuttoned. And sometimes it matches, sometimes it doesn't. Love yeah. you. But <laughs> And, by the way, a lot of men are colorblind, believe it or not. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. I have heard that. So the blues and the greens, like hmm. they, they sometimes can't see the yeah. uh, difference between them. And then also some are like completely colorblind. So you're like, this doesn't match. Like, it's all gray. It matches. And they're like, it's not gray. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a funny cheat sheet that I did with my husband years ago. He um, has to, he used to have to get dressed up like once a week, full, full suit. And he would always get stressed out about it. So I would, when he was traveling... I would put, like, his suit and then, like, three shirts together and twist, like, put a twisty tie on them. So he knew, like, these three shirts will go with this suit. Or if I was out of town and he needed to get dressed, it was like, okay, this tie goes with this and this. So I would, like, bunch them together. And he's great at everyday casual, but when he gets the suit, he's just like, one, I don't think he cares that much. (laughs) But he has to look good. And so it was always, that was where I would come in. And I just realized, like, men are just, they're different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not as important to them. Yeah. They just don't care as much. No. Well, and let's be honest. They have, like, three shoes. I know. It's so unfair. It's so unfair. I know. He wears the same shoes all year round. I'm like, I can't do that. I can't wear my open toes. I go into my mom's closet, and I'm like... You have a lot of shoes. I thought I had a lot of shoes, and then I go into my mom's closet. My mom has a lot of coats. She has a coat problem. She mm-hmm. knows this. My mom has a lot of problems. <laughs> coats, handbags, <laughs> shoes. You name it. Well, but if you think about it, that's how women really mm-hmm. express themselves. It's just recently that I think men started to express themselves through clothes, yeah. whereas I feel like for women, we've always done that, mm-hmm. which I don't take it as a disadvantage I'm like um I get to wear a handbag that's going to tell you what kind of mood I'm in today (laughs) like my handbag today is like a little velvet yeah tiny because it's like I'm on the go Uh I am not like I am moving and shaking all day long right and Mm -hmm. then there are other times where you're like I'm going to show up and I have it's basically like luggage yeah (laughs) that's what I have today I am camped out today I'm taking notes like I'm working out of this this Mm -hmm. is my traveling office so yes it's interesting, the difference between men and women and style all, all across the board. Yeah. So we talked a little bit at the, at the beginning about 
size of closets. Mm. And you have had many different sizes of closets. And we know our listeners are all over the U.S. So can you give tips on smaller versus bigger versus what Space you saving have? tips. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love this. Um, first and foremost, get rid of your shoe boxes. Do I keep shoeboxes? Yes. My mom, that's how my mom's closet is organized. It's really? like all, yeah. And like I'm all, all for them if they're clear and you could see them. Oh, but when you're not. like the original shoe box, get rid of that, ladies. Get rid of it. It is taking up space. Um, also a really good hack if you are like living in a space, like especially like New York. I mean, that is prime real estate. Um, if you're on a budget, I'm all about like budget Betty tips, um, (laughs) go to the container store and they have like the extra rod. So like a lot of like reach in, you know, closets where you just like open it up. It looks like a pantry, um, get the double hanging. So instead of investing in a actual like closet system, they have this rod that comes down and it like hooks onto the other one. So you can create, instead of long hanging, it creates like Mm -hmm. two double hanging spaces, um, and then also the little wire shelving that you yeah. have, like the stands that you put underneath your sink. Mm-hmm. I normally encourage my clients to get a few of those and stack those on the top shelf. So now all of a sudden, instead of one shelf, you have like two shelves or three. And that's a yeah. great way to store like out of season stuff, mm-hmm. like sweaters that in the summer, that doesn't need to be there. Right. Um, I'm not a big person on stuff under your bed, personally. I think it's like bad juju. <laughs> Because it's like you go to bed knowing, like, there's just stuff there, oh, and yeah. it's heavy. So I always say, put that in the spare bedroom so your, <laughs> your guests your don't guests have to know that. that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, all right, other space-saving tips. Let's see. What is the smallest closet that you've had? Me personally? Yeah. Ugh. California. Really? really? Oh, my goodness. So my husband and I moved there. We lived in Chicago, had a killer place on Michigan, Chicago Avenue. It was, like, a total treat. And um, then we moved to California. And so we lived in 600 square feet. Oh, my goodness. We lived in Los Gatos. It's the cutest. If you guys have Google this, it is the cutest town ever. Um, it's north or south of San Francisco, and it's a really small town outside of San Jose. And we lived above a bakery. So there were, like, six private oh, condos upstairs. That the death of me. <laughs> right? Well, it was, actually, but the, the first three years were good because I was like, I'm not going down there. I'm yeah. not eating anything there. And then it was like every Sunday we'd go down and get a cronut. So oh, I was like, cronuts man. hit. Oh, like, um, but, yes, that was my smallest. We lived in 600 square feet, and we had um, these two – it was like a, a reach-in, but it was like double doors. So, like, you'd slide one and okay. they would come over. Um, so I took those off. And I wound up putting velvet drapes there, and I kind of tied back. So, one, it was super girly, Mm -hmm. which, of course. Mm -hmm. And then, two, it actually, it allowed space because that in-between space when the doors cross over. And just that alone, like, the energy of that, I'm really big into, like, feng shui Mm -hmm. and your energy. And so that was the smallest space, and I think it was, like, six feet wide, but I don't even think it was, like, four feet deep. Yeah, and I had to share that here. with my husband. Yeah. And, oh. and and he, she's like, oh. Yeah. And I had come from, you know, Chicago where we had a two-bedroom house, a two-bedroom condo. Mm-hmm. And prior to that, we were in our house. So I just, like, kept downsizing. The great thing about that is it made me really understand what I needed and what I used. Mm-hmm. Um, fun stat for you. Women only wear 20% of their wardrobe. I believe that, like, thinking... 
I need oh, to do yeah. this hanger trick because I know that there's plenty that I haven't mm-hmm. worn. And also, um, in editing, and I think you asked me this question earlier, and I should have um, injected it there, but when you edit your clothes, if it's ripped or stained or has any type of repairs needed to it, get it out. If you've had alterations, either like something that needs to be altered and it's been in your closet for two years, either make the decision in the next 24 hours you're going to get it done yeah. or go consign it. Like, yeah. I'm really big on, like, just don't hang on to stuff just yeah. to hang on to it. Plus, I love I, consigning. Oh, my gosh, so do I. I mean, they don't take a ton of my stuff, but <laughs> when they do, it's really great. It just feels good. Well, and I also think if you can't consign, like, if they're not giving you a lot of money mm-hmm. for it, like, find a charity. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I'm all about goodwill, but I love giving to, like, shelters of, mm-hmm. like... Women's shelters. And women's mm-hmm. shelters that, you know, if they've, God forbid, they've had to leave, like, a terrible situation, yeah. like... That's really, like, you talk about sparking joy. Know that that item is what, it probably means nothing to you, but it can mean the world to that person. So, um, for me, that's, like, where I, if I don't get consignment, my next thing is, like, who can I give this to that would, like, could really use it and appreciate it. Yeah. That's so great. Mm -hmm. Gotta give back. Were we going into something else? I feel like we were going into the closet size I interjected and said, what's the smallest closet that you've had? And then yeah. we kind of went off on a tangent. I tend to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the biggest closet you've had then? Yeah. And how do you take advantage? What Me is your closet like, like here in Indiana? Yeah. Spill it. Great? No, it's so terrible. Um, but it's about to get great. So, <laughs> so my husband and I are renting at the moment because we weren't quite sure how long we were going to stay in Indy. And we're actually in the process of buying our condo. And okay. so... Um, we have three bedrooms upstairs, one of which is my office and one is a spare bedroom. And I am going to turn my office, since I have studio space here in Carmel, um, I'm going to turn it into a walk-in closet. So I'm actually going to do for myself what I do for everyone else. Sadly, I've never had a great closet. That is pretty sad, considering your job. I know, but I think I'm like the shoe cobbler whose kids have no shoes. (laughs) Like, it's really that way. Mm -hmm. Or like... The accountant who, like, their taxes Taxidermis. are like that, yeah. you know. I think it's one of those things you mm-hmm. do it for a living. And I said to my husband yesterday, I was showing him pictures of the job I just did. And he's like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. And my car was filled with, like, items to take to uh, consignment. I had three clients, their clothes, in the back of my trunk. And I had stuff for Goodwill. I had stuff that was going to um, a woman who her kids needed some assistance and I thought well I know these won't be consigned so I'll like kind of divvy this stuff up so long story short I said to my husband I need to like go through my closet and purge and I said funny enough I do this every single day for other people and like I I just need a weekend to do this for myself Mm -hmm. the problem is like on the weekend you're like oh I still have work to do right so um sadly I've never had a great closet but that's about to change because I've been, I just, um, I'm in the process of doing two big closet transformations for clients right now, and I totally have closet envy. Like, oh my goodness. I'm leaving here to go to finish it. Mm-hmm. I'm actually having a closet installed for them, and I'm bringing all the items back upstairs and into her closet, and we're taking out the carpet, and so I met with an interior designer. We have new carpeting going in, and I said to my husband, I was like, I'm so jealous of my client right now, <laughs> but this will be me soon. 
one day. I'm like, one day it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. I love what I do and I rather, I love, I love what it does for my clients. I know how much it changes their life. And for me, it would be great and it would look great, but it won't really change my life. Right. You know. What do you envision for your closet then? Oh heaven. (laughs) Um, So the space isn't actually that big. So for me, like when you walk in on the left, I have this amazing mirror that I bought probably eight years ago. And it is huge. It's like 48 inches wide and 84 inches tall. And it is four inches deep. And you open it, it's, it's all mirror and you open it and it houses all my jewelry. The problem is the last three places I've put it up, we've then moved after. So I have this weird thing in my head that I'm yeah. like so afraid because it has to be like I need to hire people. It's 350 pounds. Oh and so it needs to be hauled up my two flights of stairs and then put on the wall. Put on the wall. Mm-hmm. So And also, like I said, subconsciously I'm like, oh, but I don't want to move. So <laughs> I'm just, I'll get over that part. But So that will be there, and then I will have – all glass doors, like mirrored doors. And then I want to do like a shoe caddy in the corner. And the problem is that a lot of these like closet systems, they can't do that. So you have to hire someone. But think of like, you know, the like corner units that rotate. Mm -hmm. All my shoes will be there. And then on the other wall, I will have double hanging and in between kind of like a desk. So I could still work in that space. Um, and then also it'll be just like a place for my jewelry and like when you're packing and then underneath I have a storage unit for like, I've designed it already in my head. Um, and then underneath we'll have like an extra storage unit for like my travel bags. Cause we all need that like Mm -hmm. quick on the go bag. So in my head it's designed. Sounds beautiful. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It needs to come to life. Yeah. Okay. So by the way, guess what the carpet's going to be? Leopard print? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, so I'm brand. Like, and then I want to do, like, these um, blush-colored. Mm, that would be so pretty. Yeah. Wow. So I, in my head, it's already done. The color, the ceiling's going to be metallic. I've created this. It's just a matter of, like, implementing it mm-hmm. and also paying for this. Right. <laughs> it's not, you know, people don't realize. Like, I'm putting in a closet right now for a client. It's $15,000. Like. Wow. It's a lot. I think people think like, oh, look, $1,000. And you see all the Ikea hacks, and I'm all for that. Um, but, yeah, closets are expensive. Yeah. It's a game changer, though. To make it functional and, like, something that mm-hmm. is actually going to help you. I mean, you're going to use it every day, so. We just moved recently, and for some reason, our bathroom and our closets have these vaulted ceilings. And um, Wasted space. Well, <laughs> There are three layers of, like, hanging options to where they actually came with one of those hooks that you find in the store. And so I was like, what am I, if I put anything up on that third level, I will never wear it. And so Mm -hmm. my mom put all of her coats up there. Let's be honest. I love it. And she never wears them. So (laughs) it's kind of funny. But I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't know what I would have put up there. But that's like, just why? If you're going to put something up that high where you have to get a stick to get it down. So for that. you, I would actually transition your seasons. Like your closet is big enough, so I would do like your first layer is every day, second layer is like your seasonal, and then third is like out of season. Oh, that's such a good idea. That kind of goes into like our last question, even if yeah, you should Sarah transition your wardrobes. Mm-hmm. Asked, mm-hmm. wanted to ask about the transitioning. Yeah, seasons. if you recommend that, like having specific clothes just for winter, just for summer, or if you can try 
to kind of wear them year-round. Obviously, your super heavy sweaters you can't wear during an Indiana summer, but right. for the um, most part. So I personally believe that all of your stuff should be in one space. because. But I also have clients, several clients, that I transition their stuff out. Um, I think it depends on, A, your lifestyle. So, for instance, I have a client that I see on a monthly basis. I pack her for all of her speaking engagements, any travel that she does. Um, but she wears, like, a suit every single day to work. So for her, we take out all of her suits. Mm-hmm that are winter and we put them upstairs and then we bring down all of her summer and you know spring and summer suiting um and then her tops I normally keep like the connector pieces if I know that they can transition but I think personally if you have the space to do it absolutely keep it in one space because it also keeps you from buying a bunch of junk that you don't need um the reality of it is is the more space you have by nature we fill it yeah true your handbag is a perfect example what do you really need (sighs) You're yeah. like, my lipstick, Don't my... Don't tell my husband that. He asks the question all the time. I need all this stuff. Leave me <laughs> <Right>? alone. <laughs> but you think about it. It's like what your necessities are like my yeah. cell phone, my wallet, and like lip gloss or right. chapstick or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And then if you have kids, you're like, I need wet wipes. I need whatever. But the thing is, the more space we have, we fill it. She's totally eyeing her handbag right now, by the way. I am, because I have a big tote today, because I had to carry my laptop, and now I have, like, four char- like phone chargers yeah. and, like, other random things in there. Well, I think because once you have space, you're like, oh, I need this. Yeah. Oh, I need th-. That's just by nature. I mean, think about when you go to the grocery store and you first come home. It's like you pack in all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. When it's like, yeah. do you really want to eat that? Or right. It's just- well, that's why I only shop with a basket instead of a cart because I'm like if I'm overfilling this for one person that's way too much so no that's it's really so me. true um so again I think if you have the space keep it in one um I think if you're diligent enough to say like all right rotate it I'm also smart with the space so like the example I just gave you for you like you could technically house all of your stuff in one space it is and then what you oh, could do is just, like, rotate, right? Mm-hmm. So your basics that you wear every single day, T-shirts, jeans, yeah. I would put those on the first layer. Second layer would be, like, oh, my layering pieces. And the third is, like, we're going in. Like, your spring, summer is there. And then yeah. you'll transition that to your second layer. And your second layer mm-hmm. becomes your third, which will then be all sweaters. So, um, again, it's it's all relative mm-hmm. to if you have the space to do it. But, yeah. I think most items can be, I mean, I'm not wearing fur in summer. Right. <laughs> but I just move that to a separate, actually for me personally, I keep it in my closet. It's so pretty. I'm like, I want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also view, you know, I don't shop a lot. I think people are surprised by that. I don't shop a lot. Well, it's like you said, you have to shop what you already have. So, mm-hmm. Which could be more fun, mm-hmm. right? I think less is more, yeah. and I find that when I have less clothes, I'm actually way more creative. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was kind of thinking that from a graphic design standpoint, when I have, like, obviously Sigma Kappa has brand standards, and when I have specific fonts that I have to use and I can't use outside fonts, you do have to be more creative with what Mm -hmm. you have, and I can't just, when I look at all the fonts, it's almost overwhelming to know what I can use. I just, that's what popped into my head from a creative standpoint of, I completely agree. Yeah. Like, just simplify and be more creative with it. Like, have you ever, like, packed, and then you're on vacation, and you like, oh, my goodness, all of a sudden, like, you whip this outfit together? Yeah. So my husband and I were in Colorado um, about a week and a half ago, and 
I put together like the cutest outfit and I said to my husband, I was like, I'm so proud of myself right now. This outfit is amazing. And the funny thing is, is I had to put it together because we were at the end of, you know, first of all, Vail was freezing. And second of all, we had, he was outside playing like in this pond hockey tournament. And so every day, like I was using way more clothes than I had anticipated. And so my extra two outfits all of a sudden were no longer extra. I Mm -hmm. had to make it work. So it's literally like putting these concoctions together. And I told him, I was like, I wouldn't normally do this, but I had one suitcase. I had limited clothes. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden it, it forces you to be creative. And I think when we have so much stuff, one, you can't see it because it's crammed in there. Mm-hmm. So you forget about it. And then when you start taking out, you're like, oh, but I love that piece. If you're just left with items that you really love and a handful of necessities, um, I think that's when the magic happens. And, and then you really see your personality, but it also gives you room to explore. Be like, I can play. I know that there are going to be some mm-hmm. days you totally hit the mark and you're like, I am awesome. I am a creative genius. And other days you're like, I looked like I got dressed in the dark today. <laughs> and that's okay too. Yeah. <laughs> so as we kind of wrap up, what would be your, well, I want you to also go over like the services that you oh, yeah. also do real quick, but what is your biggest closet tip or just your biggest fashion tip for our viewers, listeners, I guess? Uh, Biggest fashion tip, do not follow a trend if it does not look good on you and or if you don't feel good in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I think that we are so, everyone wants to be a part of what's in and everybody wants to be on trend. But it's like, if that doesn't work right. for you, just don't do it. Like, yeah. stay true yeah. to yourself. Um, so that would be my biggest tip. As far as, like, closet tip, just... Stop being emotional about it. Like, really, that's what it is. It's emotional. It is. Um, I normally encourage you to do it with a spouse. So nine times out of ten. I know it's so hard, right? I could see you like she just sunk in her. But honestly, I'll do this to my husband. I'll say to him, can you just come up here and watch TV? And I'm going to ask you a quick question. Like, So my questions when I am cleaning out a closet is, this is a great question, by the way. Um, mark this down. Asterisk it. Um, <laughs> If you were in a store today, would you buy it? Yeah, and if the answer is no, then don't keep it. Because right. you really don't want it then. Mm-hmm. And so, Great question. Right? Because all of a sudden, you're now... Yes. Right? <laughs> so you're like, yeah. So then you know that's a yeah. keep, right? Yeah. Like, you'll, go, you'll start seeing it completely different because you're not emotional about mm-hmm. it. And then what was the third one? My, my services? Oh, yeah. yeah. Services. Tell us what you do oh. or what... And our listeners travel can, around yeah. outside Indiana. Like, I do. Take advantage yeah. of. Yeah. So Columbus, um, Ohio is kind of my old stomping grounds. I go back there often. Um, I do travel. I've traveled all over. Um, if my clients pay for the travel, I will mm-hmm. be there. But I do everything from speaking engagements to quick little power hours, come into your closet, put together three to seven outfits. Um, that's actually a great way to like kind of dip your toe into it and see it. Mm-hmm. And then I do everything from like color analysis, like understanding what are your colors, what color you should be wearing if you're working with a difficult client. Um, if you want to go in and get a raise, what color should you be wearing? What should that's you, great. right? That's a good one. I call that your power color. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then also body type assessments. I think it's really important for people to understand, like, what is their body type? And then how do you dress for it? But then also, where do you shop for it? Because a lot of people shop 
So this is really interesting. Most people shop for their personality and not their um, body type. So I'm going to give you an example. If I say J. Crew, you completely know that store, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So J. Crew is perfect, but they do not fit my. They don't. They do not cut their clothes for my body type. So I have a You're very, very petite, right? I'm. How would you? I'm deceiving, it? actually. Oh. I am petite. I have super broad shoulders that most people have no idea. So I have a client who. Um, I am on the smaller side, but my client who is four size larger than I am, our shoulders are the same size. (laughs) And you wouldn't know it looking at us, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is I have a very, like, upside-down triangle is my body type um, to make it easy for listeners to guess or assume what that is. And then J. Crew is very much for rectangles. So what happens is... I may shop there because I love the looks. Mm-hmm. Like, I love layering, but I should not be layering because I carry all my weight in my upper body. So what that does is it it draws the attention there. So the more layers I put on, the bigger it looks. So what happens is people dress for their... They shop for what they like, but not realizing it's not their body type. And so just helping them mm-hmm. with that, to name a few. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. I took a ton out of this episode, or, yeah, this episode, and I'm definitely going to go home, switch all my hangers around. Tag me Three in that. Three months, six months, I'm <laughs> going to reassess my closet and get rid of some stuff. How about you, Alex? I love that. Oh, my gosh, I have so many things I'm going to do. The hangers prefer the first thing, and I, I don't know that I'll bring my husband into my closet. I don't know if I can do it. He'll just be like, hey, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. I'll be like, oh. Girl, yes, that means you buy new. Come on, use this to your advantage. Okay, then. Well, what is my budget now? No. (laughs) But yeah, I just got so much out of it. And I hope that our listeners do as well. And we'll put all of your your social media handles and your business website on our podcast show notes. And um, if anyone has sent us any other pictures or good tips, we'll put that on there as well. Great. No, I'd love to. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you. This is amazing.